0: Want you to think of stimulating your mouth. Uh, it's it's almost like pinching pinching your cheeks to get you know if we don't have any any makeup pinching our cheeks or you know licking our fingers and and flattening your hair all these sort of okay. little quick little things that we do. But you've got to stimulate your lips. You've got to stimulate your tongue. You always need to chew on your your lips or stick your tongue out as far as you can and count to fifteen. You've got to feel like you've got a mouth. It's just like stretching.
1: Hey, it's Tony Babcock, and you're listening to the Improv Your Acting Podcast. Sharing insights, interviews, and in-class teachings all through the power of improv. A few years back, I was cast in a long-running animated TV show. It was a dream job. Growing up, I loved cartoons, and to my friends, I'm known as someone very wacky. Being on the show, the idea of getting to voice a character that was younger than me and vocally very different than me, it posed a lot of challenges, but it came with a a bundle of excitement. I jumped at the opportunity. I remember preparing, getting ready to go in with feelings of anxiety mixed with feelings of joy and excitement. I think the anxiety surrounded the fact that... uh, To me, this seemed very big and I didn't wanna mess it up. I think we can all identify with that. I went into my first recording day and really got schooled. I really learned what it was to work on a show of this caliber with a director who was very well respected and had won Emmys. (laughs) Now, I have to explain that I wasn't doing a voice like my own for this show. It couldn't be further from my actual voice. I'm gonna defeat defeat you you with my my Beyblade. Beyblade. A lot of fun and appropriate for a character who was turning 13. However, had I known how difficult it would be to maintain that voice over a long period of time, (laughs) maybe I would have chosen differently. Regardless, I learned a very, very valuable lesson. About five sessions in, I started to realize my voice was not holding up the same way. In fact, I got what many singers know as vocal fry and my voice started to sound like this. My guest today is an executive public speaking coach who plays both in the world of the arts and in the corporate world. Please welcome Lauren Ferraro. Hi.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm well. How you doing? I'm
0: very well. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, well, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy we can make this happen. I was very much looking forward to speaking with you today about voice and speech, and I think that's a big part of the actor's tool belt and something maybe that we don't talk about enough in the arts.
0: It is the actor's tool belt.
1: <laughs> so before we before we put the belt on, oh boy. tell me about you and how you got into the arts.
0: I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I came out and I was... Actually, you know what? Um... I, I was, funny, I haven't talked about this in a long time, good question, I we weren't allowed to watch TV growing mm. up. We were allowed, or very, very limited TV. Any TV that we watched, my mom, so I'll take a step even further back, CBC used to air all of their Stratford plays and my mom would record them off of the TV and we could watch those. So I was immediately raised on musicals, uh, raised on GNS, my mom would just tape uh, PBS would have, you know, uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and all of these musicals. So we were allowed to watch those. <laughs> so I was raised singing and dancing and I would reenact them. And the, I'm sure every kid, you know, a lot of kids did this, reenacted it in the living room. And, and it wasn't until I was about 10 and we were singing uh, How to Succeed in Business without really trying that musical. And mm-hmm. I just started to like belt and they just kind of looked at me like what the heck is that thing over there and my mom called the local theater and went, you know, I think my daughter can sing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, well, I guess she can." <laughs> and the rest is history. Off I went into my musical theater world for years and years and I loved public speaking and then I just realized we all need this. Not just in the in the arts. We all need to know how to speak about a service or a product. Have a dialogue in some kind of way and when you're on stage and when you're talking with someone it's it's not enough to well I I I talk and I have a voice and that's what I need your job is to bring words and emotion to life and if you don't vocally know how to do that it's not just a matter of well the other side of the room won't hear you you won't feel it either Mm. because you feel words right speech is physical
1: yeah, big time. Well, that's a great segue into my first question about this, which is really, uh, you know, many actors have heard the term voice and speech. Maybe some have, have studied it uh, only slightly. But mm-hmm. what what are we talking about when we say voice and speech in, in regards to the industry, into the entertainment industry?
0: You're, you're talking about an, ar- an array of things, not just articulation, you know, breath, resonance, text, phonation, you know, mm. all of those sort of steps that we, that we have to learn. And there is a process. You learn to breathe first. Then you learn how to resonate, which is how sound vibrates in your body. Then you go on to words. And once you start creating words, then you pick up your, your script. And, and, and it's not a fast process. We have to remember we're dealing with muscles, we're dealing with your, your body. So just like I have to consciously not choose the pizza over the salad if I wanna get my body into gear, you have to consciously know that, and you know, and that takes a long, a long time. You've gotta consider actor training and voice training as physical fitness. I'm dealing with the human body. It doesn't matter what your medium is. You're all trying to get something out and affect someone. And you're, you, you can't say to me, well, it's a singing audition, so I, you know, I did some trills or I did some la 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 la. Have you worked out your, your feet? have you worked out your, your 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 knees are those lubricated because you're going to be standing there they're they're your foundation so we have to understand that it's your entire body mm. that i'm training when you're talking to someone else and if not you're just not serving the the text to sound very you know artsy yes, yes. but you're just not serving your partner you're not serving the room you're not doing your job
1: If you have a friend who's a concert pianist, imagine them saying to you, um, yeah, I'm just a natural. I don't warm up. I just uh, go out there and, you know, follow my instincts. Riff. (laughs) Yeah, see what happens. Imagine a cinematographer saying, I don't really figure out how to use my camera. I just kind of, um, you know, turn it on and hope for the best. Or the dancer saying, oh, I just go out there and move. Whatever happens, happens. I think we're seeing a trend here. Why is it that we actors are the laziest of all artists? Do you work on your voice every morning? Or do you just wing it? You just hope that your voice will be there when you need it. Do you work on your breathing? Chances are you probably said no. Because most actors suffer from what I call... LAZY Lazy ACTOR actor SYNDROME Syndrome. Lazy actor syndrome can be characterized by a general sense of laziness. It affects up to 85% of actors in the world. Lazy actor syndrome consists of the subject, the actor, deciding they don't need to do anything to prepare for their acting. They're a natural. They can do anything. They wait, sit on the couch, watch Netflix, and when an audition comes up, Print out the script, casually look it over, and know they're fine. They never work on their voice, because their voice will just be there. If you're suffering lazy actor syndrome, please try the following antidote. Start working on your stuff.
0: what if you have to be on stage and I've been on stage with people who have lost their mothers it was in 1997 Uh, no you have to be on stage yeah. Or or someone, you know, just breaks up with you and you know I'm being I mean dramatic or if something really funny happened. How do you hold your stuff together? Where do you find my god, I have to cry for the umpteenth time? And that's not even just theater. Let's not let's let's not break these apart. Film has a billion takes. Voiceover has a that's has right. a billion takes. You have to do your crying scene and then we have to reset the whole set again. So there's always that time, that delay. So what do you need to do? to get back into that zone because we do have things that happen outside our lives and they affect Mm -hmm. our performance. And in in your back pocket has to be the toolkit to get you through that.
1: Right. And, and you
0: can't hurt yourself. I mean I mean, never mind vocal health is a whole other thing. So to get back to your original question, it's articulation. So how is sound in my mouth? Am I sort of, you know, mumbling like this? And and if you think that a boom mic in front of you is enough when you're in film and television, it's not. A microphone picks up what you give it. Mm. That's it. Your job is is to bring what's on that nothing piece of paper to life. And you you are not doing your job point blank if you are not training your whole body in movement. You've got to take movement classes as, as well. You have to be that athlete that performance athlete well i
1: think that's what's really resonating ha <laughs> resonating with me right now it you're like i've heard that one so many yeah, times so but many. that's what's really uh uh resonating with me right now is what you're saying is it's it's your whole body voice voice is your whole it's what you body. eat the
0: night before it's mm. it's 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 are you you know when i was when i when i was young and and training <laughs> so we were all waitresses you know cl- classic and I was not about to have an audition the next day and talk all all night till two in the morning asking people if they wanted fries with that.
1: <laughs> right. So
0: when I would do voice training because I, I would get my larynx massaged, I had laryngeal massage. Again, it's just like getting your calves done. You have to think that this thing that you can't see really is like your calves are going to physiotherapy. So I got my larynx massaged. I would have voice lessons and I would take the menu... I'd memorized it by then but take it to the my voice coach and we would go over my beer list. Take a breath in. Coors, Waterloo Dark, da da da. How can I not jeopardize my voice while I'm doing the job I have to do? And I and that's how I train um. actors as well. I say, "Where do you work?" "You're working at Starbucks." Great. How many times do you yell out next or Mary your or cappuccino da venti, da, venti, da, venti, da? double da. foam. So we have to know we have to learn how to incorporate this work into our everyday because your everyday is probably not, you know, it's paying the bills.
1: That right. kind of thing. That's so interesting. I never even thought about that. That's but, why I'm here. But I that's why she's here, <laughs> but it's but it's everyday it's everyday maintenance. Voice is is every day, and and as you say, uh, it it affects everyone. But let's talk about actors. So, what what would be for anyone listening now? What would be a piece of advice in terms of maybe a sh- a small little warm up that they can do? Uh, let's say when prepping for an audition.
0: Basically, I want you to think of stimulating your mouth. Uh, it's, it's almost like pinching, pinching your cheeks to get, you know, if we don't have any, any makeup, pinching our cheeks or you know, licking our fingers and, and flattening your hair, all these sort of <laughs> little quick little things that we do. But you've got to stimulate your lips. You've got to stimulate your tongue. You almost need to chew on your your lips or stick your tongue out as far as you can and count to 15. You've got to feel like you've got a mouth. It's just like stretching, You never Mm -hmm. go for a run and not, you know, try to stretch out your hamstrings, open your mouth as wide as you can, you know, do that classic, um, open your mouth wide and squeeze the lemon, you know, lion, lemon yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You have to, you have to get, uh, your, your mouth, your oral cavity ready to take on these words Mm -hmm. over over articulate the text. Good morning, my name is Lauren Ferraro. Like risk really getting every syllable in your mouth. So when you do just speak the text, your your mouth is already uh, exaggerated enough so that when you're just talking normally, you're actually talking a little bit more heightened and that's what you want. Oh,
1: interesting. Interesting.
0: Your intention informs your voice and your body. So I don't have to go, um, you know, if something's last minute or we have an audition in the last three seconds, go with your intention and it will inform your body and your voice, but only to a certain degree.
1: I mean, for me, that's that's improv, right? That's the mm-hmm. idea of of uh, cuddling up with the unknown and, mm-hmm. and welcoming it and without th- seizing. Yeah, exactly. And I think what you said is really great that we build up this practice, this tool belt, this strength in our voice, so that we can relax and let go and just mm-hmm. let it play, right? Yeah, let you have
0: to be if you're if you're if you're tight and closed, you're not you're not going to feel anything that you're doing. You're also not going to receive anything that the other person is giving you. I mean, great speakers. Great uh, voice artists, let's say. I don't want to say just actors. Voice artists know how to also uh, shut their mouths. Close your mouth. Open your ears. Mm. And breathe in and out as you are listening. Don't listen while holding your breath. You're not listening. You're just standing there like a mannequin.
1: Mm-hmm. There's no oxygen coming to your brain.
0: No, and that's when we go, oh, what's what's, what's my line? What was I trying to say? And then we all get up here. If you actually actually... You're literally opening up your brain and putting the words in.
1: (laughs) I love that image. Yeah. That's great. It's true. Well, um, we're basically out of time. But,
0: Good, because I'm hungry. I need to go home. Yeah,
1: we have learned so much from you, <laughs> uh, Lauren, and it's just been a pleasure. And I, I, think every time you're around, I, I think I, I try to be more resonant in my voice. Just <laughs> sit up straight and all that kind yeah, all of stuff. Yeah, i am like, Like, oh, Lauren's here. What's happening? My body. Uh,
0: am I talking clearly? <laughs>
1: um, no, but it, you've really given us a lot of uh, food for thought, and and this uh, is a
0: wonderful platform, and and I think it's great that you're you're doing this.
1: Well, it's a pleasure. So thank you for being here today. If we want to find out more about you miss Lauren Ferraro uh, what can we do to find Ooh, out more just
0: put a CA at the end of my name laurenferraro.ca
1: fantastic well thank you very much and I'll see you very soon thank you thanks for listening to the Improv Your Acting podcast To find out more, please visit us online at www.improvyouracting.com, or you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or any other social channel. Until next time, embrace your inner child. Oh, and if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with others, and feel free to subscribe and leave a comment.